0: Okay, so I got just a couple of scriptures that I don't think uh, Diane has in our PowerPoint. She put the PowerPoint together for me. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. yeah. So I just want to read you a scripture um, that's not in your notes, but it comes out of John chapter 15, and it's verse 26, and I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Version. It says but when the helper the comforter the advocate the intercessor the counselor the strengthener the standby comes whom i will send from the father that is the spirit of truth who comes from the father and he will testify and bear witness of me and i want to just say to you this morning that the holy spirit has come to testify of the goodness and the knowledge of jesus christ so father we just thank you for this message this morning Lord, I thank the leadership in the church to allow me to come up and share this message today. Father, we just ask you and we invite you, comforter, our advocate, our standby, the Holy Spirit. We invite you to come and to minister to each one of us exactly how you intend to do. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you and we give this word into your hands. Teach us, Holy Spirit how to flow in your gifts that you've given to the body. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, so I've got a lot in this word, and I want to be sure I bring it to you, but I want to start with 1 Corinthians, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. It's 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to start here in verse 4. And it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Say the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. Say the same Lord. Lord. (laughs) But it is the same God who works all in all. Say with me, it's the same God. God. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. Look at your neighbor and say, "To to profit all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith, the same Spirit, To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. Say with me, same spirit. Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. And to another, discerning of spirits. And to another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Look at the neighbor and say, as he wills. All right, so I want, to sh- I want to just say just a couple things before I get into the message. That you and I have the power of Jesus Christ living and dwelling on the inside of us. And we have the power of Christ living and dwelling on the inside of us because of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to teach us, to guide us, to train us. He's our advocate, our standby, our counselor. We can do nothing without the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, I can do nothing without him. So if you take away anything from this message today, I want you to be able to fall in love with the Holy Spirit, just like you love Jesus and just like you love the Father. Amen. Because they're all three important, but we need to at many times in our lives rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to face trials and tests and tribulations in our life. And we're going to need to know how to pray and listen to the Holy Spirit. We're going to need to know how to get guidance from him. We're going to need to know how to get an answer immediately many times. We're going to have to know how to hear the voice of the Spirit of God, and it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the book of John. And I'm not going to teach on John, but I love the gospel of John because like the other gospels, John is a little bit different. John goes, in the beginning was the word and the word was God, right? And he was God. He became flesh and dwelt among us, right? So John had this revelation of something spiritual before anything else. The other gospels lay out the genealogies of Christ, and they lay out certain things, but John's gospel, he wanted to make it known to you and I the power of the Holy Spirit the pre-existent Christ. He was with God before the world ever was. And it was God that sent him to live and dwell among us. And when Jesus left the disciples, he said, they wanted to go with him. We want to come with you. You want to come there with you? And he said, no, you can't come with me, but I'm going to send you the comforter, John 15. I'm going to send you the comforter, the standby. And he's going to be with you always. He's going to teach you all things, and he's going to bring all things back to your remembrance. Amen. So look at your neighbor and say, I need the Holy Spirit. All right. Let's get into our notes this morning. All right. So we need today the power of the Holy Spirit. He lives in every true believer. And I love what Andrew Womack states. He says, without a doubt. Jesus and the first apostles used the gifts like a bell, calling men to their message and confirming what God was truly the one speaking through them. I love that. So it's like a bell shaking. They could use it. When they were sent two by two, Jesus said, Go, go two by two and be used of me and spread the gospel. Lay hands on the sick. Watch them recover. So he was telling them to go and to do these things. I'm with you, but the power of the Holy Spirit is with you as well says in Hebrews two: three through four says, "How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to His own will. the very message that you first fill in. The very message was confirmed by miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So they were confirmed immediately. I want to read to you some of my notes and my concordance. Um, The greatness of salvation is confirmed by three facts. And you don't have this in your notes, so you might want to write it down. So the greatness of salvation is confirmed by three facts. One, it was spoken by the Lord. Two, it was confirmed by the apostles. And it was attested by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Three, through miracles and spiritual gifts. Hallelujah. It is an age long expectation that such manifestations of Christ's glory will be ministered by the Holy Spirit in coming to spread the gospel. Now it says in Mark 16, verse 20. I don't know if you have that in your notes or not, but it says, and they went out preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. And then in 1 Corinthians 2.4, it says, and my speech and my preaching wasn't with enticing words or persuasive words, but the demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. And we did that yesterday when we went out with the timbers. Over, We had a wonderful time. Thank you, Pastor Tim. It was beautiful. Um, and our, our brother is sitting here. He got prayed for yesterday. So we didn't come with enticing words or pervasive sweet speech. We came in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Say, I can do that. We can all do that. Amen? In Acts chapter 1, it says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth jesus said that we would receive power after the holy spirit comes on you so you can understand why jesus thought it was so important to send the holy spirit the disciples wanted to go with him and he said no but jesus says no no wait a minute i'm going to send you one and this one that i'm going to send you is going to give you all the power that you will ever need amen and by the way he will be with you in every circumstance So if you need like Jesus at the well with the Samaritan woman, Jesus was being used in the word of knowledge there. He was telling her all about her life everything that this samaritan woman had ever done up until the present moment jesus was telling him that was the word of knowledge in in practice right there and so we can be anywhere at any time and we can bubble up with the gifts of the holy spirit there are tools in our toolbox my son-in-law is a mechanic and he's collecting tools and he works in a bay and so he's collecting these tools that he needs to work. And so when he's changing a tire or he's um, fixing a carburetor or whatever he's doing, he goes into his toolbox and grabs out a tool, the tool necessary to make it work. And so you and I have a toolbox, and it's called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we can go into that toolbox, and we can grab out that gift at any different moment that we need it. So I may need the gift of healing when I'm praying for Deborah. Deborah. But I may need the word of wisdom when I'm praying for my sister, LaToya. So whatever tool that I need, I can grab out of the toolbox and I can use that tool. Stay with me. I can, I can do that too. Yes, we have the power and the authority of Jesus Christ living and dwelling on the inside of us. So we can go into that toolbox at any given moment and we can use the tools that God has given to us. You shall receive power after that which the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses all over the earth. Hallelujah. Jesus life was conceived by the spirit the spirit was working with him and brought forth the good fruit so first Jesus character was being manifested in Luke chapter 3 uh, no, Luke 2.52, it says that, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in the stature, and he went forth in favor with God. And then in Luke 3.22, um, this is a little bit different, he says that um, Jesus increased in wisdom, and he found favor with God. So the power of the Holy Spirit then came upon Jesus. So the distinctive person, uh, purpose of the outpouring of the Spirit in Acts is to empower the church for ministry. Say with me. It empowers the church for ministry so we need the power of the Holy Spirit because that's what empowers us so when we read and we study the Word of God we meditate on the Word of God we need the Holy Spirit to come and show us and bring us truth and bring us revelation about Jesus Christ look at your neighbor and say I need revelation about Jesus Christ I'm going to read you something that I think is beautiful to read so it says the power of the Spirit in Jesus life authorized him to preach the kingdom of God and to demonstrate the kingdom power by healing the sick, casting out demons, and setting the captives free. The same power in Acts, he gave the same authority to his disciples. So Jesus was the prototype of the spirit-filled life, spirit-empowered life. In the book of Acts, it's the story of the disciples receiving what Jesus received and doing what Jesus Christ did. So look at your neighbor and say, I can do those things too. We can do those things. So, um, in the prophetic class, we are um, going into learning how to develop our devotional life, and we are learning the practice of soaking. How many's ever heard of soaking? So, um, one of a uh, brother came up to me today and said that he had had soaked for thirty minutes every day this week. I said, yes, <laughs> because when you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to hear from the Holy Spirit. When you spend time in the Holy with the Holy Spirit, the words that you've studied will be enlightened to you and they'll come forth in you. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit, you will bubble up and flow out with the goodness of God. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit, the love of Jesus will flow out of you. You will ooze with the compassion of Jesus Christ. Amen. So say with me, I need to spend time with the Holy Spirit, it is that important. I remember back in the early '80s, um, my husband was stationed at Fort Bragg, and I, my my kids had gone to school that day, and I was going to spend some time with my girlfriend, Deborah, and she lived out on the other side of Fayetteville, and so I was driving down what they called then the All American Highway. I don't know if you're familiar with that area. Um, And I'm driving to her house, and this was brought to my remembrance. Um, A sister let me read a little book this past week about how God was in every room of the house waiting for the person to come and spend time with them. So I'm driving to my girlfriend's house, and I heard the Holy Spirit clearly. He said to me, he said, Kimberly, he said, what would you do if you arrived at Deborah's house? And Deborah gave you the coffee and sat you at the table. But then Deborah went and did her laundry, and she went and started cleaning her house, and left you at the table drinking the coffee alone. How would that make you feel? And I thought, well, gee, <laughs> that's not going to make me feel good at all. That, that'd be awful. That'd be, man, that wouldn't be, I wouldn't do that. And he said to me, my people do that to me every day. They get up and they spend their devotional time with me, they read their word with me, and then they get about what they're doing and leave me right where they left me. And then they come home at the end of the day. They're tired. They've had a wiped out day. They're exhausted. And they come back to sit with me. I've never left them. I always went with them. But they never realized that my presence was with them always. And so that's the power of the Holy Spirit that I want us to get today. I want us to get that not only do the gifts of the Spirit flow out of us, but Jesus is with us every moment of every day. The power of the Holy Spirit goes with us into the grocery store into work into the mall into your workplace wherever you go holy spirit goes with you he never leaves you nor forsakes you if you feel like he's not there that's not god's fault he's always with us we have to remind ourselves of the goodness of god and that he travels with us even if it's just jesus The moment we say Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, you should feel the presence of God. The moment you say Jesus, because he comes right on the scene, he never leaves us nor forsakes you and I. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go to number three. As believers, we should be flowing in the supernatural, in the miraculous. So that's your fill-in there. So, as believers, we should be flowing in the supernatural, in the miraculous. Mark sixteen, seventeen, and 18 says, And these signs will follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And I love what Andrew Wormack states here. He says... Um If Christ's life isn't supernatural, it's superficial. So that's pretty hard to swallow, right? So um, and Andrew's a straight shooter type of guy. He says, "If a Christian's life isn't supernatural, it's superficial. Why? Because we are filled with the power of the kingdom of God by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. That makes you and I supernatural. So say with me, that makes me supernatural. We are a supernatural people. We are a chosen generation, a peculiar people, chosen by God. We're his special bride, his special person that God is using in this hour. So yes, we are supernatural. So we're not way up here on some cloud, way up here in outer space. No, we just move in the things that God has called for us to move in. And it's supernatural. It's supernatural when I go to Norman and I say to Norman, Norman, you've got a word today. He looks at me and he says, oh, yeah, I guess I do have a word today. So supernaturally, he comes up and he gives the word. If I go to Pastor Loretta and say, do you have a word of knowledge today? She looks at me and she's, yeah. And then she comes up and she moves in the supernatural. So when you move in the gifts of the spirit, you're moving in the supernatural manifestations of the very presence of God himself. Hallelujah. And he longs for you and I to be used that way. Everywhere we go, he longs for you and I to be able to move and to breathe and to speak and to do as he did. Hallelujah. Say, I can do that. (laughs) Yes. So the signs accredit the gospel message. And cannot be limited to just the apostolic age. And the more the Lord commissions us to carry the gospel throughout the world. The signs, therefore, confirm the ministries of Christ's ambassadors. And so we know what it says in 1 Corinthians. It says that we are Christ's ambassadors, right? So the signs confirm that. But not only in the apostles' age, but in every single generation. Say, I am that generation that's going to move mountains. I'm that generation that's going to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover I'm the generation that's going to cast out devils I'm the generation that's going to see miracles why because of the power of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of us amen you don't have to count on Kimberly you don't have to count on Pastor Ina. You can count on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's the one that's going to deliver for you. He watches over his word to perform it in our lives. Hallelujah. So I just want to give you the Greek meaning of this word here. So the Greek word for casting, so when, when he talks about casting out devils, the Greek word here is areo. So it's air o And that means to take up. It can also mean to remove or to take away or to cast away. We, the church, have the same authority to take up and to remove and to cast away the demonic influences that come over our lives. We have the power to do that amen so it means to remove to take away or to cast away so when he says that these signs shall follow them that that believe they will cast out devils we have the power to remove to cast away and cause them to flee in Jesus name we have that power and that Authority amen and we don't need to fear so uh, pastor Diane had a beautiful message on Wednesday night you can get the copy of her CD or you can find it on podbeam but she talked about the spirit of fear And she talked about what fear does to us and how it grips us. And then she talked also a little bit about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit living in our lives. So when we have no fear, the Holy Spirit can flow clearly and freely through you and I, through the church. There was one time the Lord said to me, don't take fear, Kimberly, it doesn't belong to you. And so he said that to me three times on this particular occasion. And I thought, don't take fear, it doesn't belong to me, so then I have an option. I have an option. I can take fear or I don't have to take fear. I have an option. Wait a minute. So then my option is I'm not taking fear. I'm not going to take it. So if I have an option to to use the gifts of the spirit, my option is I'm going to use the gifts of the spirit because they're in me and they dwell on the inside of me. Hallelujah. So we have the power to cast away. Um, We have the power to remove. We have the power to take up and root up any demonic influences that are trying to come and affect our lives or the lives of our loved ones. Hallelujah. All right. All right, so let's go on to number four. Mark continues in verses 19 and 20. He says, So the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken unto them, was received up into heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of God. They went forth and preached everywhere, and the Lord was working with them, confirming, that you fill confirming the word by signs that followed them. When the word is preached in truth, it will be confirmed by signs. We cannot be effective without the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. We are called to be supernatural. John said in 10 verse 37, If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. So, so Jesus was saying there if I don't do the works of the Father then don't believe me, but if I do the works of the Father, believe me. So signs are a powerful tool in our toolbox that we can pull out when we need to use the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It's important to understand it's important to understand something about John because in the gospel there he uses the word believe in the book of John. Faith is important for us to understand of Scripture. Um, and to the spirit's activity in our lives. Faith, like love, evidences itself in obedience. Faith approaches God boldly to receive from him. So I would say believe in the miracles of Jesus Christ. So it takes faith to boldly run after Jesus and to run after his miracles. So one of my daughters this past week, um, she was in a long line at the mail office, and it was in Virginia, And she waited over an hour to get to the teller. How many's ever been in a long post office line like that? (laughs) So by the time she got up there, she was just like she was like frazzled, waiting so long. And she has she has a real busy life. She's in school and stuff. And so she gets up there, and um, the man, uh, the teller, the clerk, he starts telling her, "I'm so sorry that you waited so long in line today." And so he says, "You know, she's oh, don't worry, it's okay." And then he starts telling her. At that moment, he starts to tell her. I've got my MBA and he goes on this whole list of stuff that he's got and I'm working at the post office, you know. And so all of a sudden she bubbles up. How many know that when we need the Holy Spirit, we can just bubble up and we can just speak what God has to say? So right there she was, not thinking anything. She was in a long line. She's tired. But all of a sudden she gets up there and this man starts opening up to her behind the counter. And she starts telling the man about the life and the call of Jesus Christ upon his life. So that's bubbling up in the power of the Holy Spirit. You never know when you're going to need it. But if you stay filled with God and you stay filled with his spirit and you're, you're, you're praying in the spirit and you're spending time with God, when you need him, he will bubble up and come out of you. Um, there's a, there's a, a verse to talk about the bubbling up of the spirit, um, causes laughter in the Greek. And we used to have a man here in the church. Um, he was married to, to Maude, Ron, and he, how many was here when he blew bubbles? who was here then? <laughs> so I thought it was kind of crazy at first, but then I got laughter. So he would go around, and, he, and he, got a, he even got a bubble machine, and he would use that, you know, and he'd go around the church, and you'd come into River of Life Church, and there'd be bubbles floating around everywhere. <laughs> now, wait a minute. They might have to pull us down. <laughs> Think we're supernatural. Think we're something crazy. Pull us down, but it brought joy and laughter, and so what God wants from us today is that we would bubble up And allow His Holy Spirit to come in and to use us. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go on to number five. To really begin to flow in the gifts of the Spirit, we must desire them. So you've got to want them. 1 Corinthians 12.31 in the Passion Bible says, But you shall all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. The King James states, But covet earnestly the best gifts. Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, desire spiritual gifts. So we must seek, that's your fill we must seek these gifts if we want them to flow through us. They are in us, and we must get them to bubble, that's your filling, bubble out of us. So we must get them to bubble out of you and I. And that's just, you know... You may be at a place where are you sure that I can let these gifts flow out of me? Like I, have, I run into this in the prophetic ministry a lot. So um, a new person will come onto the prophetic team or the new person will come to prophetic class, and, you know, they'll say to me, oh, don't call on me for activation. They'll say, don't, don't call on me. And I said, well, oh, don't worry. If I call on you, then if you don't want to do it, you can just pass it to somebody else. I said, but this is a great place to learn. You know, but you can all of a sudden you feel like you they feel like I can't do that like I can't prophesy and I say well you know you can prophesy so when you're ready we'll just call you up and then you can come and I see this evidenced in Sue's life so can I talk about you Sue just for a minute so so Sue um, I knew that there was a gift of the Spirit within Sue and I wanted her to be part of the prophetic team and she started coming to the prophetic classes and so um, I thought, well, you know, I need to have her rub shoulders. You know, she's to get rub shoulders, rub elbows with one another, you know. And so I said, Sue, could you help me on my admin? I said, so I had a, I had a motive. <laughs> I said, can you help me on my prophetic team? I need some help um, and take care of the admin for me sometimes. And so she said yes. So she started to do that. And so she started getting closer to those who were prophesying. What happens when you get closer to somebody who's prophesying? You want to prophesy. You get in with a bunch of prophets, you all want to prophesy. Right? And so then we've got to remember the spirit is subject to the prophet, you know. So one at a time, please. So um, Sue then began to be used powerful in words of knowledge first. Words of knowledge came first with Sue. And now the prophetic voice flows out of Sue. So she had the desire that gift. She had to first say, I I desire that. Just like with any gift, I desire to be used in the gift of healing. You have to desire that. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom. You have to desire to want to do, to want those things to flow out of you. Another powerful woman in my ministry, in the prophetic ministry, is Cortina. So she came also, and so she used, she's used powerfully in the prophetic. And in the coming days, more and more is going to come out. She's a, not only a prophetic um, in the prophetic team, but she's a powerful prophetic intercessor. And so you're going to begin to see that flow out of your life in a greater measure in the coming days and in the coming year you're going to see that happen in your life yeah and God is going to begin showing you things even when you're in your prayer time God's going to begin showing you things he's going to show you things in the service he's going to show you things before they happen you're going to come here on a Sunday morning you're going to say I saw that saw that happen when I was praying so that's the power of the anointing of the spirit of God that's going to come upon you in the coming days um Thank, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless Cortina today, Father. To that Lord, we bless her to that call and to that gift in her life, Father. We thank you for that, Father. Give her ears to hear what your Spirit is saying, Father. Yeah, and boldness to be able to decree what you see. Yeah, because there's a de- there's a seeing that's going to come with that decreeing. So when you when you begin to see, then God's going to want you to decree, right? So you're going to see something, and then God's going to want you to speak over that. Amen. And you're going to see you're going to see powerful results. Of the gifts of the spirit working and operating in your life and in your workplace you're going to see that too there's been some feathers been ruffled and there's been some things going on but god says he's going to render those things powerless as you turn yourself and keep your eyes focused on him you're going to see the reward you're going to see the and you're going to see the reward of the wicked you're going to see those that have come against you amen hallelujah so god is good so stay with me i need the gifts of the holy spirit Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says, and ye shall seek me and find me when you search with me with all your heart. So when you seek God, he, you're going to find him when you seek him with all of your heart. So it's the desire that you have. We need to desire the gifts of the spirit of God in operation in our life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. So, believe in the miracles of Jesus. Devotion to God becomes truly powerful when the Holy Spirit is allowed free access in your life to teach you. I'm going to say that again. Devotion to God becomes truly powerful when the Holy Spirit is allowed free access in our lives to teach us. So we have to say, you know, Benny Hinn used to say, "Good morning, Holy Spirit." Right, so And that that kind of resonated in the 80s, so powerful for so many of us, right? But don't forget, when you welcome God and you welcome the Father, welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Um, And when we do that, it gives us free access to him, um, to give us gifts and to manifest the presence of the Lord. So desire spiritual gifts, and let's keep our hearts open and available to the power of the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we close them off. Sometimes, you know, we get... Uh, We get praying and reading the word of God, and we do all the do's that we're supposed to do, and then we forget about the Holy Spirit, but he's just as powerful in the Godhead, just as powerful as the Father and just as powerful as Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So Ina's got a testimony. Want to share that testimony? Yeah, listen to this. So Ina ran into somebody this week that bubbled up
1: and ministered to her. (laughs) And uh, that bubble up is knobby. It means to bubble up from the inside. So, um, Thursday, you know, my foot was just tingling a little bit. And then on Friday morning, I'm like, what in the world? I do not need this today. I mean, I'm doing it like this. I could barely even bend down to wrap it. It was terrible. So, Sue takes me to get my car out of the shop. And I got to paint this picture. Uh, we drive up to this auto shop, I open the door. And in that filthy room, (laughs) you know, with all the dust and everything, there was this beautiful young lady, just beautiful young lady. She says, well, hello. I said, how are you doing? Excuse me. I mean, I felt like really, really out there, okay? So, and then I was aggravated too because I'm like, I don't need this. I don't want this today. So I sit down and, uh, oh, yeah, you've got something wrong with you. I said, I certainly do. It just came out of nowhere, but I said, I'm a great believer. And I just went, Oh, that's all I needed. The Lord said I'm a Swiss. She began to just flutter in the Holy Spirit. Then I began to speak in tongues. Then she prayed over me, spoke it, and the thing just kept coming out of my foot, out of my foot. Uh, instantly, we became friends. And her name is Kimmy, Kimmy. Like Kimberly. So, praise God. Instant, in season and out of season. All I said, I'm like, I don't care, if, you know. How you'll be out in the public and you're gonna tell people you're believing the Lord for things. Let them say whatever they want in the world, but I'm always gonna say I believe God. I believe what God is gonna do for me. Doesn't matter if they're a Christian or not. You just go ahead and declare yourself. I declared myself instantly. There was the prayer for me. Hallelujah.
0: So that Kimmy, she bubbled up. She bubbled up and she was ready to pray for Pastor Ina. That's a beautiful story. Amen. So there is born-again believers out there that are bubbling up. They are bubbling up, and they're waiting for their time and their season to be used of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I praise the Lord for Kimmy. (laughs) Okay, so number six. It's important to understand that the gifts of the Spirit are always flowing. So that's your feeling there. So they're always flowing. The kingdom of heaven is always moving. And I love what Andrew states here. He says that God doesn't turn them on and off. We do that. So we do that. So God doesn't turn the gifts of the Spirit on Monday, and then we turn them off on Tuesday. No, God never turns the gifts of the Spirit off. We do. We wake up on Monday morning and decide we're going to turn them off. Or we wake up on Wednesday and decide we're going to turn them off. Amen? So we need not to turn off the gifts of the Spirit. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't want to do that. (laughs) no we don't want to do that at any point in our life God is always willing that you fill in so God is always willing to flow through us in the gifts of the Spirit he is always willing he's just waiting for a conduit he's waiting for you and I to release the kingdom of heaven he's waiting for you and me to do that so ask the Lord to give you insight into the Word and give you understanding so you can be more grounded in Scripture. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you discernment so that you will know what's false teaching and what is not. The most important thing, I believe, to ask the Holy Spirit is to help enable you to know God more. Don't you want to know God more? Don't you want to know Jesus more? So we're going to read the Word and we're going to meditate on the things of the Lord, but ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you who Jesus Christ is in your life. Who is Christ? Who is he? He is the great I am. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's our provider. He's Jehovah Nissi. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's a powerful God that we serve, but we need to know him more, and we can know him more through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, because they're one. Amen? All right, so let me see what else I have here in my notes. Maybe I want to tell you. So the Holy Spirit comes to reveal Jesus to us, so spend more time with him. He abides with you all the time, so fall in love with the Holy Spirit. And I know I've, I've shared this before with you, but Isabel, years ago, she had preached a message, and she talked about her relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And she says she'll get up in the morning and have coffee, and she'll talk to God. And then she'll talk to Jesus. And then a few minutes later, she'll talk to the Holy Spirit. And she says that she knows when God's talking to her, when Jesus is talking to her, or when it's the Holy Spirit talking to her. So she can discern between the three. (laughs) That's amazing. So I want that. Say that. that, I want that. (laughs) So we want that, don't we? We want that. But that comes with cultivating a relationship with God the Father, cultivating a relationship with God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So it comes spending time with the Father, spending time with Jesus, and then spending time with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so early in my walk with the Lord, um, I didn't know how to approach the Father. I knew how to approach Jesus, and I knew how to approach the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know how to approach the Father. And so I had some things in my life toward my earthly father um, that I just had a lot of deep-seated regret and deep-seated hurt on the inside of me from my earthly father and so I never thought my earthly father wanted to ever give me anything good so whenever I had to ask him for something I would get nervous to ask him for something and so um, because I was in fear that he wouldn't give it to me and so I just didn't ask him so I didn't bother to even approach him because I just had all this stuff in me and so one day the Lord said to me Kimberly you've got to forgive him So if you don't forgive him, you're not going to go on in me. I don't know why this has nothing to do with my message. So um, you're not going to go on in me if you don't forgive him. And I thought, huh? well, I can't forgive him. What am I going to say to him? Like, I can't even approach him. I don't even want to call him. So what am I going to do? He says, you need to to call him. You need to pick up the phone. You need to call him. And I'm going to give you the words to say, but this is a choice that you've got to make if you're going to go on in this walk with me. You're going to have to learn the key to forgiving. And so I said, okay. So I go to the phone, because we didn't have cell phones back then. We didn't have email. So I went to a phone, and my phone had a long cord on it. And I could take the phone all throughout the house, you know, had a long cord. (laughs) You remember those? (laughs) So um, I called him. And I just started telling him, Dad, I need to ask you to forgive me. And then all of a sudden, the moment I said that, it's like the ice broke. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit then, say with me, Holy Spirit, (laughs) <laughs> starts bringing things to my remembrance, right? So he'll he'll do that. He'll bring things back to your remembrance that you forgot about from years past. But all of a sudden, he started telling me, the Holy Spirit, he says, um, Dad, remember when he used to take me to that little church way up in upstate New York, up in, up in um, where it's really cold, Tug Hill Plateau, and it's this Catholic church used to take me up there too? Remember you used to take me there? He said, yeah, I remember. And I said, and my feet would get so cold in that church because when I say Tug Hill Plateau in New York, I'm talking lots of snow. I'm talking like, you know, three to four feet in one day of snow. And so, and we'd go back to this little Catholic church, and I really don't know why we'd go back there. I think because the priest moved between the two different churches. (laughs) So we'd go there on those days that that the priest would be there. And so I remember sitting in that little icebox church and it was freezing and the snow banks were higher than the staircase going up into the church. <laughs> so there was lots of snow and cold and my feet would be so cold and I'd be sitting on the chair. I said, remember, Dad? I'd be sitting in the pew and my knees would be shaking and you'd put your knee, your hand on my knee to stop me from shaking <laughs> in the church because, you know, in the Catholic church, you've got to be really good. You can't shake. <laughs> can't look behind you. Um, so, and I said to my father, I said, remember that? And he said, you remember that? And I said, you know, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ today. And I said, I would not have had that relationship had you not brought me to church and taught me that there was a God and that there was Jesus. And I said, I just want to say to you, thank you. And then all of a sudden, now that's not what I wanted to say. Like I had a whole list of other things that I could have said <laughs> that wouldn't have been so nice. <laughs> but that's what came out of my mouth. And it came rolling. What did it do? It bubbled up. It just bubbled up from the inside of me and the Holy Spirit started talking through me and the next thing you know he was asking me to forgive him and I'll tell you at that moment my whole life changed with my father but the most important thing my whole life changed with God All of a sudden, I knew I could go to God. I knew I could go to him and that he would watch over his word for me. I knew I could go and I could ask my daddy anything and he would give that to me. It didn't matter how hurt I was. It didn't matter where I came from. I knew I could go to God and I knew that God then was going to answer me. I knew that he was for me and not against me. And that all happened within that few little lines on the telephone that day. All of a sudden, the power of the Holy Spirit came in, brought to my remembrance something powerful that I couldn't have remembered on my own, (laughs) that God brought that to my remembrance. And I'm going to tell you this morning that if you're dealing with unforgiveness in your heart toward anyone, If you're dealing with resentment, you're dealing with um, confusion on a relationship, you can go to the Holy Spirit and you can move forward in him today. You can go forward in him through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he will give you the words to say as you release that to him. Hallelujah. That was not in my message. But God is good, so I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance, and he'll bring them to your remembrance at the very moment that you need them. This happened when I was recently home in New York. I was talking with my brother, and this brother doesn't believe like I believe. Well, he's a Catholic, but he doesn't believe like I believe. And so um, he's uh, been around a lot of Christians who uh, think that think that they're like better than him. And um, when they get together in a conversation, um, all they talk about is the Bible, and they don't say anything or want communication with him in any way. They're basically just kind of like telling him, this is what you need to do, because I did it. And I'm saved, you need to be saved. And so you're going to die and go to hell if you don't get saved. And so um, he, says, he says to me, he says, Kimmy, he says, they won't even ask me about my life. They come and they sit with me. And, and this is a lot in the North. It's a lot of this kind of religious spirit in the North. um they don't they don't sit with me ask me how i'm doing or how is your family or how is the grandkids no they come and they sit with me and tell me how i need to have jesus he said i know that they believe that way he said i believe too he said but i don't want to feel condemned in the presence of a christian i don't want to feel condemned then all of a sudden i said i said i looked at him and i said i said i said roddy i said our righteousness comes from god and i said jesus went to the well to the samaritan woman he waited for her in the heat of the day. And I said, the disciples wanted him, to, wanted him to go down into Samaria, but he said, no, I'm going to wait here. I'm going to stay right here, and I'm going to wait. And he knew a woman was coming that carried grief and that carried sorrow. And he knew that she wasn't righteous. He knew that she needed a Savior. And he sat right there and began to comfort this woman. And I said, that is true Christianity. Anything else is the unrighteousness of God. I said, Jesus Christ himself sat with the sinner, sat down side by side. He didn't condemn the sinner. He put his arm around the sinner and said, I love you, and sat with him and got persecuted and mocked for that. That's Jesus Christ. I said, religion says you have to do it one way, but Christ says you do it this way. You love them. You love them, and you sit with them, and you receive them just the way that they are. And I said, I am so sorry that there's Christians that made you feel condemned. I said I am so sorry for that I said that's the spirit of religion I said the followers of Christ will never treat you that way say with me we will never treat someone that way so the power of the Holy Spirit came on the scene in that moment my brother got up and ran to me and hugged me and he said I have never heard the gospel that way so I got an inroad now so that was again the power of the Holy Spirit coming on me. I didn't want to put the Christians down. I didn't want to say anything negative about the Christians, but I wanted him to understand that Jesus Christ accepts him just the way that he is. He doesn't have to perform. You don't have to do something a certain way. You don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like Pastor Ina. You don't have to be like Pastor Tim. You don't have to be like anyone, but you need to come to Jesus. You need to come to him. But God accepts you today just the way you are and he doesn't change his mind about it hallelujah all right so where was i number seven okay um the holy spirit gives us power to speak in tongues at any time we can speak in tongues at any time we can just pick that right up right this is true with the gift of the spirit we don't have to wait for the anointing to flow in them Praise God. We just need to press in and turn it on. So when when we say, pray in the Spirit with us, we all begin to pray in the Spirit. We turn it on, right? Tongues is our heavenly language that keeps us in tune with the Spirit of God. Whatever gift you need at any moment, it can flow through you just like tongues. So if I need the gift of healing, it can flow through me just like tongues can flow through me. If I need the word of knowledge, it can flow through me just like tongues can flow through me. I don't have to work it up. I don't have to pray about it. I don't have to fast for three days. I don't have to go on the Daniel fast to get the Holy Spirit to move through me. Although, if you want to do that, you do that. If God calls you to do it, you do it. You don't have to muster up any kind of anything to get the Holy Spirit to flow through you. You just need to be that willing vessel to desire. For God to flow through you amen so if you can turn tongues on you can turn the gift of healing on if you can turn tongues on you can turn the gift of revelation wisdom and revelation on if you if you can turn tongues on then compassion can flow out of you right so all of the gifts of the Spirit can flow in and through you all you just got to turn it on amen just allow God to flow through you amen but the anointing first John 2 27 but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you not sometimes but all the time all the time hallelujah so ask the lord to give you insight into his word ask him i double dog dare you kenneth Hagin would say i double dog dare you ask the holy spirit and he will give you all that you need at the moment that you need it hallelujah if you need to remember something holy spirit will bring it to your attention if you need a word of knowledge for somebody out in the street god will bring you that word of knowledge god will bring you everything that you have need of hallelujah so number eight we have not received We have not yet received all that God has for us. He is always looking to move through us with the gifts of the Spirit. We must become conscious of His presence in our lives and let His love flow through us. And I love what John Osteen says. He's gone to be with the Lord now. But John Osteen called this the divine flow. So this is the divine flow, his presence and his love that flows through us. 1 John 4, 16, and we know and have believed love which God has in us. God is love, and he that abideth in love abideth in God, and God abideth in him. The divine flow of the Holy Spirit moves through us because of the love of God. Hallelujah. So this divine flow um, comes out of our relationship with the Holy Spirit. When we emerge from the presence of God, the love of God comes rushing to the scene. So, you know, there's a scripture in the Word that talks about those things that are in secret will be revealed. And a lot of times, you know, I think we misunderstand that scripture. We use it sometimes that if you're doing some kind of hidden sin, that, that sin's going to be revealed, you know. Um, so I, don't, I choose not to believe that scripture that way. I believe that if I'm spending time with God in secret which God knows that I am, if I'm spending time with him in secret and I am I am worshiping him in secret in my secret place, then one day that's going to be revealed. So one day the power of the Holy Spirit is going to flow through the one who's spending time in the presence of God. Amen. You can't expect to flow in the things of the spirit if you're not spending time in the spirit of God. So you've got to get away in the secret place, in the closet or wherever secret place is for you. If it might be on a walk, it might be sitting by a lake, might be going to the mountains, might be going to a cabin somewhere, but wherever your secret place is, get there. Get there so that God can use you and flow through you. He wants to fill your tank up so that you can bubble out and give out the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. Hallelujah. Say, I need that. We need that. Yes. Okay. So where am I? Number nine. <laughs> As we reach out in this flow of the spirit, we do it in faith. And God will back us up every time. Every time. He said to Jeremiah in 1.12, in the Amplified, he said, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well. For I am actively watching over my word to fulfill it in your life. So when we reach out in the flow of the spirit, God is going to come and he's going to minister through you. And I. he's not going to forsake you when you decide that you're going to turn it on. He's not going to forsake you. He'll come and back up his word. I mean, you can just see Jesus doing a jig. He's doing a jig every time you and I bubble up and allow him to move through us because he gets the glory. So when we are used in words of knowledge or words of wisdom, God gets the glory. We give it right back to him. And he's he's high and he's lifted up. Amen? And the, this glory of God lives and dwells on the inside of you. I want to share something with you here in Jeremiah real quick. God will always back up his word. In verse 11 in Jeremiah, the verse before that, it talks about an almond tree. And the Lord was telling Jeremiah, he asked Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I saw a branch of an olive tree. And the Lord said, you have seen well. But the the almond is considered the waker. In Hebrew thought, because of all the trees it blossoms early, watching diligently for the opportunity to bloom. So when the Lord said in verse 12, he is watching over his word to perform it, this actually comes out of the Strong's eighty-two forty-five. It's called Shekhad. And it means watching, waking, hastening, anticipating, vigilant, on the lookout to care for and watchfully perform his word in your life. Hallelujah. So he diligently, watches over his word. He waits like the almond tree. He waits for that. He waits for you and I. And he can't wait to perform his word in our life. So I would say step out. Reach out in the flow of the spirit and do it by faith. And God will back it up. Hallelujah. We must learn to recognize the flow of the gifts of the spirit. Say with me, I must learn to recognize the flow of the spirit. Yeah, amen. Most of the people that I have read about in history, whether it's um, Catherine Kuhlman, whether it's John G. Lake, whether it's Charles Finney, um, whether it's uh, Martin Luther, whoever it was, those, they knew the key to spending time in the presence of the Lord. They knew that they could do nothing without sitting first at the feet of Jesus. They knew they could do nothing. So we must cultivate that if we want this power of the spirit of God to flow through us, we must be willing to spend the time in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then you'll flow. You'll flow in the gifts of the spirit. When you need them, you'll have them. Hallelujah. So I love what Andrew Warmack states. He says, you are carrying someone's miracle. <laughs> so we are carrying someone else's miracle. Right, so think about that. When you go out to work tomorrow, think about I'm carrying someone's miracle. I'm carrying it. I'm carrying someone's miracle. And I'm going to find out who that is. I'm going to ask Holy Spirit, whose miracle am I carrying? I want to know whose miracle I'm carrying so I can go to them and I can give them the miracle power working of the Holy Spirit in my life. I want to know who I'm going to today. Holy Spirit, guide me and direct me and take me to the place where you want me to be today. If it's in the tomatoes, if it's over by the tomatoes in the produce department, then take me to the tomatoes. I'll stay and hang out there for a while. Whatever you want me to do, I'll stay there. When we treasure hunted, we had gone to this one over to Walmart and the Lord had given us a couple clues about a woman in a red tank top and black pants and flip-flops on her feet, and um, that she would be in the the fabric center in Walmart. So we got together, went over to Walmart, and we walked in there, and I asked the lady, do you have a fabric center in this Walmart? She says we do. It's a small one. It's back over here. And she showed me where it was. So we went back. there. There's a small little section in this Walmart, not very big. And we went back there and we were determined that we were ready to be someone's miracle. We knew a miracle was going to happen that day. And we had to go back to the fabric department to wait for it. So we knew we had to be there. So we went to the fabric place and we stood there and we were there for a little while. How many know our faith was being built when we were waiting? <laughs> so we're waiting, and we're thanking the Lord for this lady with the red tank top, and we're thanking the Lord for the, she's got black pants on, and she got a pair of flip-flops on, and she's going to come to the fabric, fabric department. This is where she's coming. And so we kept just thanking the Lord, and my team was with me, and they were going around there praying. Then all of a sudden, stay with me all of a sudden. Here she comes down the aisle heading to the fabric center. She's got a red tank top on, she's got black pants on, and she is wearing flip flops. (laughs) And here she comes. And so here she comes, right there, there she comes down. And so we go, um, we had a word of knowledge too. So one of the team members, I forget if it was you or Ron Wilson, I can't forget. Um, who it was, had the word of knowledge that something was going on with breathing. So uh, there was a problem with breathing. So that was the word of knowledge. So I approached this woman. I said, I think we're treasure hunting, and I think that you are our clue. I said, let me show you. So I showed her. We're looking for a lady with a red tank top on. I so said, you have a red tank top on. Black pants and flip-flops. And the fabric center, <laughs> the fabric spot in Walmart. And she just looked at us. She said, oh, Yeah. And then, um, it must have been wrong. and he says, and we have a word of knowledge. Is there something going on with uh, breathing, Some, something to do with breathing? And at that moment, the miracle came. Wow. She began to weep, and she said, I just left the hospital. My father had gone in last night with COPD, and I need prayer for my dad, and I need it right now. So right there in the middle of Walmart, we, her miracle came, and we began to pray for her. So say with me, I can do that we can do that so all we need to ask is to ask the holy spirit to give us that power give us that insight wherever we go we don't need to be on a treasure hunt you can ask the holy spirit to go with you every day and give you exactly what needs to be said for that moment he will bring those things back to your remembrance hallelujah if you'll just stand with me we're going to make a declaration in closing thank you lord Maybe you can grab the hand of the person next to you, and we're going to make a declaration together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. We thank you, Father, for the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, God. We thank you, Father, for the demonstration of the working of your spirit, Lord. We thank you for the countless times that you've showed up in this house and where miracles and healings have taken place, where words of knowledge and words of prophecy have been given in this house, Lord. We thank you, Father. God, that you just give us the ears to hear this morning what your spirit is saying, Father. Father, if we need to forgive someone, Father, if we're carrying regret, whatever it is that we have need of, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for coming, Holy Spirit, and just bringing those things to our remembrance this morning. I ask you, Lord, to forgive us, God, if if we've not desired these gifts, God. I ask you to forgive us, Lord. Remind us daily, God, that these tools live and dwell on the inside of us, Lord. Help us to remember that every day we can access them, Lord. Help us to remember that, Father. I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. So let's say with me, I want you to say thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for giving us the boldness to step out in the gifts that you have called us to. Today we reach out in faith we run this race that you have given to us thank you jesus for miracles flowing through me for your glory father thank you for watching over your word in my life father i thank you For signs and wonders and miracles in my life father i thank you for reminding me to come and spend time with you father i forgive all those who have come against me all those who have hurt me and i release the power of the holy spirit in their lives I thank you for multiplying every word that comes from your word in my life. I thank you that all the gifts of the Spirit can operate in me. I thank you today is a new day. I step into the very glory of God. I thank you that your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I stand on your word and I believe in you. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. And I thank you again for all the power of heaven living on the inside of me. And I give you glory today. And I thank you, Father. Glory to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God. We thank you for the dunamis power of God living and dwelling on the inside of us, God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for the explosion of the Holy Spirit in this house. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy, God. We thank you, God, for the spirit of intercession in this house. We thank you, Father. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy. It dwells here. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'd ask for the altar team to come up. Glory to God.